What's up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 6 of the Potscast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined today, as always, by Stephen Radford. Hello. And Pixelpar. Hey, guys. We're here for our very special Smash Brothers Ultimate Direct Special. How special? Super, super special. Yeah, it's a super special special. It's smashing. <laughs> Alright, so, I mean, let's just jump right into it. I think the best place to start is where Nintendo did. This week, which is with the reveal of the final two on-disc characters, Ken from Street Fighter and Incineroar from the Pokemon series, specifically Sun and Moon. Uh, so let's talk about Ken first, because that's where we started. Uh, were you guys surprised to see Ken make this list? Because I, I called Ken a while ago. I was definitely thinking we were going to see him as an Echo Fighter. At this point, I was like, oh, the leak was right then. And then the one we discussed on the last episode, yeah. I was like, oh, there's Ken. So, so uh, who's going to be next? Banjo? Oh, God, can you if imagine? Only. And obviously that didn't turn out to be right. So we've got, we've got Ken, who is an Echo Fighter of Ryu, also from Street Fighter. And specifically, they're both based on the Street Fighter 2 Turbo characters, because obviously the, both of the models that they've used have changed over the Street Fighter lifetime. Wait, is it... Is it Ryu or Ryu? I think it's actually Ryu. I was going to say, I think I've been saying it wrong the whole time. I, I, I know in the States and uh, in in England specifically, I'm pretty sure we have like a, a mass uh, Mandela effect where we all call him Ryu, but I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Ryu. I'm, I'm going on, it looks very similar to Ryu in, or Ryo in Shemu. So that was where I was coming from. My my question is now: Is it Ken or Keen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, like you said, he's he's based on the Street Fighter Two Turbo version of the character, which means that like any of the newer bells and whistles for him are kind of like not. There's a few things from newer games that they sprinkled in, but it's mostly kind of the classic Ken um, move set and everything. Uh, he's a little bit faster than Ryu. Uh, he has a different shaped Hadouken, which I thought was interesting that they called out. Uh, different moves, like, he has two different final smashes. So it's like, it's a little bit different, but generally, it's it seems like it's pretty standard. Like, the differences between the two of them don't seem very different than the differences between them in Street Fighter 2. One of the differences, like, compared to other Echo Fires, I think most Echo Fires are pretty much the same. Yeah, it's it's usually about this, where it's, like, they're almost exactly the same, but there's, like, little different, like, intricacies, you know? Like, it's it's just, like, he moves a little bit quicker, and, like, the arcs on his attacks are a little different, and the damage qual- values are probably a little different, like, those sorts of things. But other than that, it seems like they're pretty, pretty analogous. Review kind of hoping for Ken, looking forward to Ken as a are you going to be a main Ken or anything? No, it's it's not like I don't I don't really have any attachment to Street Fighter as a series. You know, like when I was growing up, uh, Street Fighter 2's relevance had already kind of waned, and like you know the my exposure to most of these characters came through like broader gamer culture more so than actually playing Street Fighter. Like, I can probably count the number of times I've played Street Fighter on two hands, you know? Um, so, like, I wasn't necessarily hoping for Ken, but it was one that, once they introduced the idea of Echo Fighters, I couldn't get out of my head that him and Shadow the Hedgehog were, like, very, very likely candidates for this game. Obviously, I wasn't so right about Shadow, but Ken called that one. 
it's really strange they didn't include Shadow. I fully expected Shadow to be an Echo Fighter because it is basically just a color swap. Yeah, it's like how hard would it be? Ken Ken doesn't bother me either. I, I'd have I'd have been more excited about a Streets of Rage character rather than a Street Fighter character. I I was a Genesis Mega Drive kid, and it seemed like Street Fighter was more of a SNES. Kind of classic. Every week on this show, Steve, you reveal something else about your past that makes me just like, and we let this guy on a Nintendo podcast? He's telling me he was a <laughs> Sega Mega Drive kid. Oof. I had a I'm, Sega Mega Drive. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think in the UK, though, like, Sega systems were a lot more popular. Yeah. Like, the Master System was huge back then as well. Well, because Nintendo has kind of historically given you guys the shaft when it comes to, like, paying any kind of special attention to, like, Nintendo of Europe is always, like, the one that gets the third string stuff. So, I get it. Uh, So then we also got Incineroar from Pokemon Sun and Moon, which, uh, this one was a total surprise for me. I didn't guess him, like, I I knew that there was going to be a new Pokemon, and I remember throwing him out as kind of like a... Well, he would make sense because he was, like, a starter, and they definitely tend to gravitate more towards doing, like, the starter Pokemon or, or like, the Pokemon that's, like, the most heavily identified with that generation. And I just couldn't think of what that was in Sun and Moon. But I was kind of like, eh, I mean, like, Decidueye or Incineroar makes sense. So, but I was kind of surprised to see him. What did you guys think about this one? Yeah, I've not played Sun and Moon, so I didn't really know, you know, what Pokemon possibly could be included from that it kind of made sense that they'd include another pokemon but i thought it'd be eevee to be honest even though i think she's a assist trophy or a pokeball character sure that would have been interesting actually trying to see them make i mean that they couldn't do it they made freaking piranha plant a fighter so <laughs> i'm convinced they can do anything <laughs> at this point but that would have been an interesting incineroar is like it, his moveset obviously lends itself really well like he's a wrestling pokemon so it's like oh, okay his wrestling moves cool great Call it a day. Are his moves in Smash just kind of based on the ones that are in Sun and Moon, or have they kind of made some new A little of both. Like, the, um, that, like, dive that he does, they're calling that Cross Chop, and, like, that's a Pokemon move that he has, and then, like, the Dark Lariat is his, like, signature move. So, that's another, like, in-game thing, but there's a bunch of them, like, like, I saw him doing, like, a lot of classical American wrestling moves, just, like, a suplex or, like, a power bomb, and it's like, okay, well, those are just wrestling attacks. Like, those are not Pokemon moves. <laughs> I love, I think my favorite thing about it was that he, like, poses for the audience every time he does, like, a successful yeah. smash. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I really like the poses. And I liked that they said that you can easily get out of them as well, because I, I know that would have been a concern for a lot of people, that... Well, I'm not going to play with Incineroar if every single time he does a successful smash, I'm going to watch him pose for five seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's like that would make him totally, like, not viable, like, as a fighter. So it's cool that you can do it, but I'm glad that there's a, an easy workaround. One other thing they announced during the the this kind of section within the Direct was that this was the last two characters that would be included, at least at launch. And it rounded it off to like 74 fighters. But I kind of presumed and probably naively that they would just be they would just be there, like unlocked, but that's not that's not the case. It's they've whittled it down to only the same number as the N sixty four game. I'm not hundred percent sure how many that was. I think it was maybe twelve fighters. I think it's I think it's nine before you unlock anybody. Or eight or nine. Because okay. there's the four unlockables, so I think it's twelve total. 
But yeah, I I like that actually. I when they revealed that, I think that's a thing I saw a lot of people kind of like groaning about on Twitter. But I actually think that's kind of cool because that's one of the really fun things about Smash for me is like getting it day one and like you know hand picking your crew of like all right, who are the three friends I'm gonna call over to play for nine hours while we try to unlock everything? You know, <laughs> it it actually gives you something to do, which was one of my issues and qualms with mario kart 8 deluxe was that you got the game and unlike the wii u version where you had actually some reason to play the single player to unlock everything everything was already there you could just just play as whoever you wanted which kind of gave me zero motivation to go and play single player which i guess was kind of the point if you'd already played it on the wii u then you're not going to want to go in and unlock it but i thought that was what was going to be the case here that you would go in and maybe there would be some characters that would be locked but you'd get more than just the original roster from the n64 yeah like that's an insane amount of content for you to unlock you know it's it's it, that's not a thing you can probably realistically do in a day you know like you're probably going to it's probably going to take you a good week or two to really unlock i it. accept that challenge <laughs> <laughs> i want to see a live stream now of pixel par just unlocking absolutely everything and you're not allowed to sleep or take any breaks until you've unlocked all 74 characters <laughs> i'll tell you what i will watch all 24 hours of that stream let's do it <laughs> what have I said? we just have him like set up in his bathroom like on the toilet and then just have like somebody coming in dabs oh, for him him water you know <laughs> hey it's on switch i don't need to set it up in there i can just take it with me <laughs> that's Sorry. true it's the, with the power of the nintendo switch i love that you guys were paying attention to like all the number of characters at the beginning and stuff and i was just honestly i was just sat there watching the villager doing his little boxing pose in the background that was the fucking most adorable thing where he's just like all right i'm ready i'm queued up let's go (laughs) (laughs) we do know that these are the last two characters that are going to be coming to the game at launch but we did get the confirmation that that would not be the last characters coming to smash uh, because there are currently plans for at least five DLC characters, or packs of characters, I should say. Uh, everyone, it looks like, is going to be coming with a brand new fighter, and they were specific to call out that it would not be an Echo Fighter, a brand new character, along with a stage and related music. And each pack will cost about uh, $6, and um, that they're going to be rolled out throughout 2019. And they were clear to say that, or Sakurai was clear to say that, these are not already in development, so, you know, we're probably going to be waiting a bit before we really hear about what these are going to, like, look like. But uh, there is the ability right now for you to go pick up the Fighter's Pass, which is essentially a season pass for, you know, it's 25 bucks. you get all five characters, and then you also get a uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, like, bonus outfit for your, um, the Mii Fighters. So... This is uh, interesting because we've kind of talked about this in our Smash speculation episode about how many DLC fighters we thought we might get. I think we did throw out the number of five uh, as making sense, but I think we actually said six because 70... It technically is six. Right, if you count Mr. Petey Piranha. Or no, not Petey Piranha, that's the final Smash. Piranha Plant. No, he's just a Piranha Plant. Right, (laughs) which I don't know about you guys, I am in insanely excited for him as a character he looks so fun it's t- totally different from all the other fighters and it's genius i 
I wasn't expecting it at all, I'll be honest, but he's probably going to be... I'm going to try and make him my main anyway, just because I love him. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really interested in his fighting style, and yeah, like you said, I, I love when Sakurai throws in, like, the just weird off-the-wall picks, you know? And, like, when, like, Duck Hunt or Rob or whatever, and it's like, how the hell are they going to make that work? And then it's, it's always brilliant. Did you see his little feet under the plant pot? He's got two little feet under the plant pot. How cool yeah, is that? Yeah, he's got like the little the little root feet when he's running. <laughs> it's incredible. I, I saw a lot of people that like seemed like they were a little salty about him. That was like, oh, there's enough Mario representation. We wanted Waluigi. Whatever, screw you. Come on. This is awesome. This is such a cool development and it's like you said pixel this is one i wouldn't have guessed in a million if you'd put a gun to my head and say name every character you think could ever conceivably be in smash i would have never mentioned the piranha plant do do you know what's really really interesting about it i found it funny anyway so before they uh, revealed the last slot they had a barrel and a ladder in the background of sakurai's shot when he was talking obviously representing king k rule in the last one, if you look on the bookshelf behind him, he's got two little pictures. They're a bit blurry, but one looks like Mario, and the other one's got like a plant pattern on it. Mario plant. Oh my god! Plant. I I love the amount of thought they put into the set dressings of that stuff because it happens almost every time where like somebody po- oh hey they were hinting at this, but it's funny. I saw I saw a meme uh, the other day where where somebody took a picture of every one of the Sakurai speeches and they just circled a potted plant in the background in every shot and they're like oh look they were teasing it the whole time. So that shot with the potted plant is the one that he's got two pictures on, one of Mario and one of a flower, like a um, a plant. Yeah. I don't know if it's probably coincidence, but I found it funny anyway. Well, I think what you're saying is actually probably true, but these ones were just like just regular plants just on the ground or whatever, and they're like, oh, see, there's a flower. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I can't wait to get my hands on him, and uh, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see what these like DLC packs are going to look like. And, and who might make the cut. And I know we've kind of already talked about it uh, a few times on the show, so I don't want to get like into wish lists or predictions or anything like that. But I, I did want to ask, do you guys think that any of the characters that we saw in that initial leak are still up for grabs? Because it seems like Shadow and Isaac are off the table now because they're both assist trophies. I think we could see we could see Banjo, definitely, especially if that ties in, like I said in the last episode, with like a potential N64 classic reveal. I think that could be definitely something that's on the cards. And I, I don't know about Mac Rider or the, the chorus kids and whether they'll be, whether they'll be involved, but it seemed to be that, you know, if the, if the, I think it was rhythm heaven trademark had been renewed, then that's potentially on, on the way and whether they want to use smash as kind of a catalyst for additional marketing or whether they just want to kind of be a clean state and just bring in, classic characters from from other franchises i don't know i uh, like i said in in the show we said before the the one of the characters i would really love is like a a classic tomb raider character from you know the old game with like a dual pistols that kind of thing but whether that's too kind of violent for smash brothers i don't know i mean we got snake and bayonetta yeah i was gonna say it's funny though because the, the the two characters that you just called out before, the Mock Rider and the, the Chorus Kids, I, I was definitely bullish about those characters being included when we discussed it last time because they've been rumored for so long and we know Sakurai likes to throw in the weird, like, obscure throwback characters, so, like, Mock Rider seemed like one that would make sense and 
the chorus kids are, you know, that series is way more popular in Japan, and they seemed like they made sense as in characters to be included on the disc. I don't think they make sense as DLC characters, though, because I think one of the other things that Sakurai is always really cognizant of is that unless it's a character he really likes, he takes into account their popularity in a big way. Uh, and I, I know that there's um, a few fighters who are assist trophies, who have been considered as, you know, full-fledged fighters in the game, but they were considered to be, like, too obscure or not popular enough, like, worldwide or something, and a lot of characters had not made the cut because of that reason. And I think the characters that we laid out, um, most of them have that issue. Like, Gino from Mario RPG is another one where it's like, he, I don't think he makes sense as a DLC character. You know, like, are there enough people that are going to, like, get excited for Gino DLC? Probably not. You know what they will get excited about, don't you? Tingle. Oh, I want Tingle dude. in Smash. Seen as school kids off the cards now. I've literally never thought about that. I would love that. I would be so down for Tingle. But it's got to be, like, Majora's Mask OG Tingle, where he's got that just uncomfortably red face. He just looks like his face got stung by bees. Like, I don't know. The, the uh, Wind Waker one would work quite well as well, I think. Yeah, that one is way cuter. <laughs> he's way less <laughs> frightening, even though he's still like a 30-year-old man in an elf costume. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think because of the way, though, that they are packaging the dlc together as a single fighter a single stage and music that accompanies it i think you'll see that it's going to be probably five franchises that haven't been included before i think xenoblade chronicles is likely to be one because of that that order bonus with fighters and in the direct they said that they they've included that as as a bonus as a, a kind of a me outfit because they'd started planning all of the characters that were in it before Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was announced which is why Rex isn't in the game i think Sakurai probably wants to probably wanted to include him but couldn't because of the announcement was made yeah, afterwards yeah i think that's a really good bet i have one other prediction and then i'm i'm out which is i was really hoping that we were going to see an arms character as well, and I mentioned that on the show, but uh, we got the announcement that uh, Springman is an assist trophy. I think we still might get Ribbon Girl. Well, Ribbon Girl's a uh, Ribbon Girl's a me fighter. Outfit. Yes, they showed her with the me fighter outfit, and that's been a um, what's the word I'm looking for? That that's been like a signifier of characters in the past. You know, a bunch of the oh, okay. DLC characters had me fighter outfits before they became proper fighters. So and not not all of them, but a good number of them. So I, I think if there's any other like first party Nintendo characters that I think are going to make the cut, I think she is one that makes a lot of sense. Whether or not they actually throw her in there remains to be seen, but it feels weird to not have representation for the one original Nintendo IP that's on Switch in Smash. So I reckon they could go either way with it, you know, because. Smash, if it's going to sell like hotcakes, it's going to be a really good marketing platform to push games into kind of the public eye. So if they've got any new IPs in the works, possibly coming out over the next year or so, they could take that and use their characters to kind of leverage it in Smash to gain popularity. When we've got Town that's coming out next year, you could potentially see a character coming from that RPG into Smash. I think that would be an interesting thing. 
whether you get someone from the new Fire Emblem game in there. I know we've already got representation from Fire Emblem, but whether we see one of the new characters that's in that in that new game that's coming out next year, that that's a possibility. Please stop, and... Sakurai. Please. <laughs> There's too many. I get it. You really, really love Fire Emblem. Just stop. We get it. It happened. You made it happen. We're good. <laughs> what about someone from one of their from their mobile game? The uh, I it's, can't remember the name. It's of the just one that... too many, dude. It's too many. Like there are as many Fire Emblem characters as Mario and Pokemon. Mario is Nintendo's oldest and most storied franchise, and there are over eight hundred Pokemon. And there are as many generic western looking dudes with swords in this game it's like i'm done i'm good we don't need more dudes or ladies with swords we're good with sword people (laughs) it's just like i i i get it sakurai loves fire emblem and through sheer force of will he made it popular like and and nobody can ever take that away from him nobody gave a flying crap about fire emblem before melee and he has made it happen but it's like we're good it's it's popular now it's an a-list franchise we're good we don't need more representation at the very least do a villain like it would have been cool to see the black knight as a fighter instead of an assist trophy because it's like we have like nine protagonists from fire emblem in this game it's ridiculous and there's like three assist trophies like okay you you can breathe now (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> do you think uh there's gonna be any third party people in the mix i think so for dlc i think so there's gotta be like i don't know in my mind once we got cloud it opened the floodgates like anybody could be in the game now so i i'm still really pulling for banjo i think banjo's got a good shot i mean microsoft and nintendo have a healthier relationship than ever microsoft like phil Spe- spencer has said uh publicly that he would be fine with it like, I feel like they can totally reach an understanding there and get Banjo in the game. And he's got history with Nintendo, too. So I feel like that would be not only good representation like from Microsoft, but also for a part of Nintendo's history that isn't necessarily represented in Smash, you know? Because none of the Rare characters are really around. Talking about franchises that have kind of got history with Nintendo, how about something like the Doom guy or a character from Diablo? Because, you know, they've got an amiibo now as well. I I feel like those would be great picks too. Because, like, I think in terms of the idea of Smash being a place that is, like, it's a celebration of Nintendo, but it's more and more becoming a celebration of gaming. You know, when you see all the other mascot characters, I think having somebody from Blizzard's camp would be great. Like... I think I would rather see it be not a Diablo character and like maybe like an Overwatch character or something because they're a little bit more iconic. I think, yeah. but I no spe- way! I'm... Don't that, no way! I want the Butcher or I want Diablo in there. Diablo himself two. would be awesome. That would be really. Cool. It would be amazing. That would... but so would the Butcher yeah. with his cleaver just going at everyone. I mean, again, probably very violent. Yeah, I don't know if the Butcher's a good fit uh, aesthetically, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think the Overwatch cast is just probably a better fit, but I think given Diablo is the first Nintendo or Blizzard game to come to a Nintendo uh, platform in two decades, I think, since StarCraft on the N64. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I get why you'd want it to be Diablo, or Diablo rep, and that 
would be cool because then you're getting like that nod to like PC gaming as well, you know? We don't have Overwatch on the Switch either, no. so you know, why would they kind of boost sales of that? But Cloud's never you know? been on a PlayStation pla- or a, a Nintendo platform either. You know, Cloud's only been on Sony stuff and they put him in. He's coming though. Is he? Yeah, he's in uh, he's in all the Final Fantasy games that they've announced, the classic ones that are coming to coming to Switch. Yeah. All, all ten thousand of the Final Fantasy games. Oh right, they are re releasing seven. You're right, you're right. I thought I thought that was a joke about the remaster. <laughs> oh, that's never happening. The uh, the other one going going back to like Microsoft owned IP. The other one I could really see happening that was has been like gone around around the the rumor mill a million times is Steve from Minecraft. I think that is a big possibility. Um, and I can't remember what the female variant of him is. Could be a good kind of. I didn't know that she had a name. It's called a Stevina. That works. <laughs> Oh, wait. oh, and then uh, you said Doom Guy as well, Pixel. I think he'd be a great pick. Too. Mm. I think like Doom, Doom Guy, or like even like the Dovahkiin from Skyrim or something like that. Like any of those would be a good fit. And like Bethesda is another like storied publisher in gaming, and they have a good relationship with Nintendo. I feel like that would be another slam dunk. I'd love to see from Bethesda the the Vault Boy. Just the the Vault Boy himself, that character. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, because they've already got Fallout um, Shelter on there. If they could then use that, because everyone is dying for Fallout New Vegas and Fallout Three to come to the Switch, I would. I would just that would be an instant purchase for me if those two came. Vegas on the Switch already. Come on. Think of the contenders. You know, you've got Crash and Spyro. They could easily make it in. There. I hope so. I really, yeah. really hope that we see. Crash at the very least. I prefer Spyro as a character, but I recognize Crash as being the more relevant icon. And yeah. it would be so baller to get that eight-player smash where you're like, all right, let's get Mario, Pac-Man, Sonic, Crash, Mega Man, get them all in there and just <laughs> duke it out. <laughs> I should imagine Crash is high on their list for that exact reason. I'm surprised he's not made it in yet. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be a money thing. You know, it's it's got to just be that yeah. the there's there's a price that's a little too high. You know, but who knows? Maybe now's the time. Like Crash is coming to Switch, or already came to Switch rather. So I, I don't know that as a money thing, and they've they've got a good relationship with Activision through Blizzard and Diablo Three. They're already doing a console with them. All they have to do is just get Crash on. Get, they've got Crash on there. Spyro is pretty much confirmed, considering they put it on their website for about five minutes. They also so, um they also have the relationship with them that goes all the way back to Skylander. Remember when they did the two Amiibo that were like Skylander, you know, X, whatever, yeah, yeah. It was the Donkey Kong and Bowser ones. And I know like the Toys to Life stuff always sold exceptionally well on Nintendo uh, platforms. So I'm sure, yeah, like you said, they've, they've got a good relationship there. It seems it seems totally possible. What about some Ubisoft stuff? Because they've been in, they've been, you know. Rabid. Rabid, dude. Rabbids or Rayman. Get, get of I, I think I would rather have Rayman. Yeah, me too. Yeah, S- Super Smash Brothers. Ultimate but I feel rabbits. like the rabbits are more popular, and like they have the Kingdom Battle, so you could put like you could put rabbits in, and then have alt costumes for like Rabbit Peach, Rabbit Mario, like you know. Yeah, I think that could be like, that could be a good one. But yeah, like you, I would rather much rather have Rayman. Yeah, and he's got that history. I love of, Rayman yeah, too. But, uh, yeah. So I, I would I would love to see him get that uh that nod but he would be an extremely awkward amiibo to make 
Yes, he would, yeah. You'd have to have those, uh, those, like, you remember, like, the first set where a bunch of them had, like, the weird, like, clear, uh, like, links, like, yeah, 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 exactly! So, yeah, I've, I've got the original Zelda uh, one. Like, Pixel's holding up his Link one right now, and it's got that weird yellow bar coming out of his butt. Yeah, it looks like he's wet himself. <laughs> oh, God. Some of, the, some of the new ones have that as well, though, right? I don't think they're as terrible. Uh, I don't remember the last one that came out that had that. I feel like they've gotten better about building them, like, making the models with Amiibos in mind, you know? Well, we'll move on to the Amiibo in, in just a sec, but, bef- but before we do, I want to know, are you pretty much guaranteed to be pre-ordering in order to get Piranha Plant now because he is an early purchase bonus? You have to redeem your Nintendo Gold points or purchase it before January 31st in order to get him. Right, so you don't actually have to pre-order it. You could get it at launch and still claim him, right? Yeah, you can. Oh, uh, I, I think they've done it specifically because Christmas is coming up and they know a load of people are going to be getting that for Christmas. Redeem, redeem As long as you redeem the points because you can e- even do it physically, which I was very happy to see that a lot of the time these things force you to be digital. And the digital copy is about £10 more than the physical copy, as we spoke about before. It's £60. Lucky bastards. <laughs> I got my uh, I got my physical copy. I've pre-ordered it already, and I got it for forty eight. So there's quite a bit of difference going wow. digital. Yeah, so I I am gonna pre-order it specifically because I want the double gold coins because I was already gonna get the game. So it's like, all right, well I'll take free Nintendo currency. Why not? Right. So I'm I'm gonna be pre-ordering digitally though because I think I mentioned this on a previous episode. That's a game I want digitally because I want it with me all the time. You know, I don't ever want there to be a situation where I'm like. Oh, I have my Switch and I somehow forgot Smash, you know? <laughs> Just leave Smash in and buy everything else digital. That's Damn. fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, Stephen, like he, he said, we also got the announcement of some new Amiibo. Uh, for they, they did say that we're going to get Amiibo for every new character, but they specifically announced uh, three sets of new Amiibo, which I would imagine there are a couple more to go because there's a couple notable omissions here. But uh, the first set, which is going to be coming out alongside Smash on release day, December 7th, is going to have a new version of the Inkling Girl, a Ridley, and a Wolf. Uh, We're going to be getting another set in February 2nd, which has King K. Rule, the Ice Climbers, and Piranha Plant. And then randomly in 2019, with no hard date, uh, we've got Isabel, a new Isabel, Pichu, Ken, a new Young Link, and then a new Daisy. And I say new because there are already existing amiibo of those specific characters. And if you look at Isabel, Pichu, and Ken, they've all got those clear bars. And Daisy, but they're not yellow, thankfully. Okay, so they do. Alright. I don't know what they were thinking with that Link one where he's got yellow. Like, what the hell? <laughs> that, that first Smash Bros. amiibo, it's, the quality of it is absolutely terrible. The detail's really bad. The painting's bad, and it's got a yellow pea stick to stand yeah, on. Yeah, they're it's, so it's different. Just... I love it, though. Like, I have the original uh, Villager that was, like, worth a shitload of money for a while, and his eyes are, like, huge and wonky. If you put him next to, like, a regular <laughs> one, like, he just, like, the regular one looks like he's, like, uh, you know how, like, whenever cats look at something and they're, like, excited, like, or surprised, their irises, like, blow up? The old one looks like yeah. that. Like, he's just, like, had a terrible scare. And the, the new one is just, like, he's just normal. You know, he's calmed down. He had a cup of tea. He had a chance to decompress. <laughs> <laughs> there is one more amiibo that they announced later on in the direct, along with Piranha Plant as a fighter. 
Yeah, Piranha Plant is getting an amiibo, which was my absolute favorite amiibo. I, I did mention that. He's, that he's coming out on February second alongside King K. Rool and Ice. Oh, uh, okay. For some, they didn't like okay. put him in that same announcement, but he is that same date. Okay, I'm 100 percent picking up Piranha Plant. He'll probably be the only one of this bunch I get. What about you guys? Oh, I'm a Mark. I'm buying all of them. Oh, I, I I already I, I have get... every Smash amiibo from the original set. Oh my god! I gotta just fill in my blanks now. Well, then you don't. They, they unlock the fires, right? No. What do they do then? No, Lily. You train them up as a kind of CPU um, character. Yeah, yeah. You can like, um, you can have you scan in your amiibo fighter, and then you can train it to fight, and like then they're like a sparring partner. It's actually really useful. Because if you train them well, their AI gets way past, like, nine very hard. And they get, like, they, like, learn the way that you fight. And they start taking advantage of, like, your weaknesses and stuff. So, like, you start to recognize what are the things about your game that suck. And they're very helpful at, like, improving as a player, for sure. Usually that element is me. I think I'm going to end up buying uh, Young Link. Link, I'm just a sucker for anything Zelda, and Young Link's my favorite Link. So yeah. as soon as they showed that out with his little shield... and yeah, yeah, I assume sold. Link is my favorite. I've already got him. Which one have you got? Have you got the Wind Waker Toon Link or the yeah. kind of running pose Toon Link? I, I picked up all of the 30th anniversary ones when they... Ugh, I missed I missed that set because I was really broke at the time, and I'm just like, ooh, now I want them, and they're like... <laughs> Sucks. They're they're still in all their boxes as well, so they're they're never going to be used within Super. No, no, you're a bad person. No, open no, the boxes, no, use them. No, I have no, I have a never. mixed. I have a shelf of of all my Smash Amiibo are out of the box, but then I have like my Skyward Sword ones are still in their box because I like the packaging. So like I have them like pinned to my wall, um, just because I really like the art. I'm the same with the Guardian. I think we said before he's still in the box. He's the only one I opened. I have him as like a paperweight on my desk because he's just so cool. I'd love to 3D print like a thing for him to stand on from Zelda with like the broken down walls and things like that. I think that would be really cool. I always wanted to, uh, I really want to get a shelf set up that imitates the, the like block, like the character selector on Smash and just have all the amiibo like on the corresponding spot, you know, so that they're in like perfect roster order <laughs> you gotta somehow get the little hand with the token thing as well but you know. <laughs> yeah whenever i want to pull one down what? i'll have like a uh <laughs> like one of those like old person grabbers and it's just got a shitty glove on it like <laughs> <laughs> i'm really really surprised we haven't had a master hand amiibo right Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, that would be really cool. Especially, like, now, which... Uh, this is actually a perfect transition into uh, talking about the spirit mode stuff. But, um... Or not spirit mode, like, the story mode, I guess. But we saw, like, this big army of master hands, and I was like, oh, that's really cool that we're gonna see that explanation in the lore. But I've always kind of wondered why we didn't get a master hand amiibo. I feel like, like, an oversized one like the Guardian would actually be really cool. Which uh, character, which fighter that's in the new game then would you really want an amiibo for? I mean, I know you're going to buy them all anyway, but if you could only pick one, what character would it be? Mm, I don't know. I'm trying to think of who doesn't already have stuff like that. Like, who's from the new the new set right now? 
Well, I mean, you've got King K. Rool and you've got Ridley that were announced. I know both of those are going to sell like hotcakes, especially Ridley. When they were announced, it was absolutely crazy. I'd love a snake amiibo. I think he would be really cool. He's going to be a really cool one. Yeah, that's one I'm definitely looking forward to. I, I really like the build of the King K. Rool one. That's one I'm, I'm interested in for sure. And uh, it, it's funny because, like, when you asked, my mind kind of immediately went to Pichu. And I was just like, there's already Pichu toys. But I really like this one. He's got a really cute little build, you know? I knew you'd end up picking up all the Pokemon ones. I knew it straight away. <laughs> I'm getting all of them. Don't, I'm there, I'm, every single one is going to end up in my possession. But actually, I think of the ones we've seen, my favorite one is the Piranha Plant one. Yeah, 100%. Piranha Plant is amazing. I hope he's... Uh, like, I wish he had his little feet, though, that were visible on the Amiibo. He doesn't, but I wish he had the little feet. Yeah, but then he'd need one of those clear sticks to hold him up. I think they made the right yeah. choice and put him... Oh, but, like, I man. love that, like, the pot has, like, texture to it. Like, it looks yeah. like a, like a, a you know, a, a garden pot. And um and the curve on the stock is, like, wow. The build qualities yeah, on these so has nice. just improved so much. He's staying in the box as well for me, probably. I think it's just probably just Young Link. That's the only one I want. Um, I generally don't go for Amiibos, but when there's a Link one, I just end up getting them. So, the, I don't know. That's probably the only one I'd get. I think I think the thing that we need to do is every every one of us here at the at for the that works for the website, we need to get the PD. I keep calling him PD Prana, the Piranha Plant Amiibo, and then paint. <laughs> The uh the the pot that he's in to look like the loot pots logo. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. I to be honest, I would I would go for a Petey Piranha if they if they did one. That's the final smash for Piranha Plant. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he would he would be really cool. Um, the one thing I was really really disappointed about was Skull Kid. I really wanted Skull Kid in Smash, but um, he's on the website as an assist trophy now, so that's not going to happen. Yeah, you were definitely stumping for him pretty hard. <laughs> Yeah, at least we have an assist trophy of him still, and he hasn't been pulled from the game completely. That was the same as Shadow and Isaac as well. Neither of them are, are playable characters, which, like Pete said earlier, was a bit a bit strange because Shadow would be the kind of a perfect Echo fighter. I would have bought a uh, talk because we were talking about amiibos. I would have bought a uh, a school kid amiibo if if he'd made it. In. Yeah, I, that was one I was excited for too because I remember when they re released uh, Majora's Mask. They had that like really nice statue of him that they had released, mm-hmm. and it was like impossible to get your hands on one. And ever since then, I've been like, man, I want a nice Skull Kid amiibo, you know? I I did have that giant figure. It was huge, and and an amiibo would just be better because I like a a smaller figure I can chuck under my computer screen. Mm-hmm. And... and the the amiibos are nice because they all come on the little circular things. So they have like a stand built in, like. They're cheap, they're nice quality, but like they're they're not they don't take up a lot of space and you don't have to worry about like how to display them, you know? Because like they're not fragile either. Like if they fall, they're not gonna break. Like they're toys, you know, they're made for kids, so they're pretty durable for the most part, which is nice. But speaking of assist trophies, uh, we got the confirmation that there are going to be fifty nine in total and that there are actually more assist trophies than Pokemon in the game, which was I thought really really surprising. That's kinda crazy. It was a really strange thing to call out as well. Like, specifically, there's more assist trophies than Pokemon. Like, they could have said, there's more assist trophies than Fire Emblem characters, but that <laughs> might not be true to you. I don't know. It sounds like there's a lot of Fire Emblem characters, according to you. Yeah, that's probably wrong. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know that that would be true. 
but <laughs> similar to the entire section of this 40-minute Smash Direct, the final hype is Smash Direct, where we focused on menus and how to access the help options and stuff, I'm not surprised that they threw out that statistic because I think the things that Sakurai thinks we care about are much different than the things we actually care about sometimes. But God bless him. <laughs> I zoned out entirely during the menu section. I was like, I really don't need to see how to access the help section. I was like, they really went into detail. They wanted to show absolutely everything about this game and leave yeah. no surprises. Which is just like, I understand wanting to walk us through that information, but that is a treehouse announcement. You know, like, that's something I would have liked in a blog post, not during the last Smash Direct that's supposed to be this incredible, <laughs> exciting thing, and they blow all of the big announcements right in the beginning, and then make me sit through Sakurai scrolling through menus for ten minutes. I can imagine the meeting where the UI guy sat there going, no, you need to show the menus, please show the menus. Spent ten hours building the menus. <laughs> Watch, we're going to find out that the UI guy was actually just Sakurai. He was like, I, I worked so hard on these damn menus. <laughs> if that was true, all the menus would be Kirby. <laughs> yeah, oh, we'll, and we'll, we'll talk about his Kirby bias in a minute here, but I, I appreciated it. Uh, but just to, to catch you guys up on the assist trophies, they announced a bunch from both first and third party games. The new first party characters coming are the Thwomp from the Mario series. Uh, I mentioned before the Black Knight from Fire Emblem, Springman from ARMS, Tiki, who's also from Fire Emblem, Big Freaking Shock, uh, Vince from uh, Art <laughs> Academy, and then my personal favorite, the Flies and Hand from Mario Paint. Such a deep cut. I freaking love it. That's it? You guys got nothing for me on the, the, the Flies and Hand? No takes? <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely bizarre. <laughs> There you go. Like, I have no, I have nothing else to say other than that is absolutely biz a bizarre choice. I have no words. <laughs> uh, and then from the third party, we got Yuri Kotsukata from Fatal Frame, Maiden of the Black Water, the Wily Capsule from Mega Man, which I I gotta say probably my favorite new addition. Because uh, it's like once you hit him, he like falls out, and he's like, "Oh no, please!" Like love it. <laughs> uh, Guile from Street Fighter, another great addition, and then uh, Akira from uh, Virtual Fighter, which I thought was another really good deep cut. So, you know, disappointing if you wanted Shadow and Isaac to be uh, playable characters, but otherwise, I'm really happy with all these new additions. I feel like they got a really good mix here of, like, a couple of really good classic characters as well as some newer ones that I just wouldn't have expected. All right, so let's get to the big dogs, the single-player stuff. That was kind of the one big question mark coming out of the previous Smash coverage that we've had. You know, we knew that there were fighters and stages and things like that we hadn't heard about yet, but those are all easy to guess. In terms of what was new, uh, we, we knew, thanks to uh, a little bit of sleuthing uh, from Pixel and some other people on the web, that it was going to be called, you know, Spirits Mode, but we had no idea what that exactly meant, and now we have a very clear idea of exactly what that means. Um, so spirits mode is essentially kind of they're like helpers that that help out your fighters. So you you go into your single player mode. You can battle these. They, they he called them simulated fighters. So you're basically battling against the CPU. And if you win the battle, you kind of gain a spirit from who who you were battling or a different a different spirit. 
There's different classes of spirit: novice, advanced, ace, and legend. And those spirits uh, you can have as a, you can have a single primary spirit equipped anytime. And that primary spirit will enhance your fighter's level. Each primary spirit can then have support spirits that gives additional skills, like auto heal and um, things like that. Or like buffs, like spawning with an item in your hands and stuff like that. Yeah, there was one where you kind of get a, you get a banana gun at the at the beginning of the game, and yeah, I, it's not clear, um, at least to me, whether this can be used in online multiplayer or if it is just for single player or multiplayer. They with did friends. say they did say it was not something you could use in online. Okay, okay, but you, I think you can use it with like a, a match you set up. Part of the lovely 10-minute menu section, you could go in and you could customize and say, yeah, you can enable spirits. So um, once you've got the spirits, you can level them up after you've battled with them. And some of them kind of evolve into different spirits. Uh, you can also train them at the, the dojo and send them off on kind of um, quests in order to gain kind of more tokens. Once you train them up, some spirits are masters and you can beat them and then you'll unlock additional abilities. Uh, you can power up amiibo figure fighters uh, with the spirit, but you end up losing that spirit. Uh, once you've you've kind of used the spirit for that, uh, they go back to the real world. So, uh, so Sakurai uh, kind of gave the uh, idea around spirits mode as when they came up with the original concept for Super Smash Brothers on the N64, that these were toys that kind of were in this world and fighting one another. But they always showed that they were toys in the real, uh, real world. And that kind of came through on the later games where they had the kind of models that look like the amiibo within the game. Those aren't actually in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, yeah, this the, is like replacing the uh, the trophies that you used to collect. Exactly, yeah. Um, and there's there's different fi- there's different characters from other games that aren't fighters or assist trophies in this section. So the spirit is essentially a trapped toy that can't make it back to the real world, um, and you can you can use it then to your advantage with the fighters, or you can choose to kind of free them and send them back to the real world. And if you do that, you'll summon a new spirit. So it's kind of it's, it adds a bit more kind of depth to the game um, in that you have to kind of not only choose your favorite fighter, you can then power them up with with spirits and, and do kind of all sorts of things with that. So the spirits mode on the main screen seems to be kind of the management of of this section. And then you can I think you can unlock these from the adventure mode, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it was that it was the adventure mode or if the spirit mode was the thing that they showed us, but there was like that whole it seems like a really big portion of the single player game where there's the like special like spirit fights where like they gave the example of like, oh, if you were gonna fight like the Koopa kids, it's you fight Iggy and then three tiny red Bowsers, you know, or if you're gonna fight the Proto Man battle is like a giant orange Mega Man. You know, so it's like these kind of like specialty like gimmick battles that remind me a lot of like um like the previous like challenge modes that we've seen in 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 games past, you know. So when they said everyone was here, everyone is here for Smash Bros, they meant that if they're not a character, they've shoved them into one of these spirit forms. Yeah, I guess so. Pres- um I have to say though, I'm so I like the I like the gameplay angle of this in terms of the those specialty fights. I thought that seemed really fun and like a novel thing that'll keep you interested in like playing in a single player capacity but i'm really not into this idea as a whole like i i really like the trophies 
in the previous games, uh, particularly in melee, that was a huge like completionist thing for me, like trying to catch them all. And like, I liked going and like reading the descriptions and like getting that bit of Nintendo history and stuff. I learned so much about video game history from those galleries. And it's sad to me. I that... think you'll still get that history though with the spirits. Like you'll ju- they're just they're just a two D version of those same trophies that you can. Do unlock. they actually have all the like information about the characters and stuff still though? I, b- I believe they have some. Okay, that's good. Can, that's yeah. good because I, I would I think I would miss that. Like even if that's not maybe valuable to me anymore, I I shudder to think like that's that's a really cool thing if you're like a young player and you don't know all that history of like having an accessible way to learn it. Um. But I, I just, I don't know. I feel like this just feels like, like, I understand why they don't want to make a bunch of unique models that they're not ever using or animating in the game. But it's very much like, mm, like, all these different art styles that don't really mesh. And it just feels like kind of, I don't know, it, it just feels a little, like, underwhelming to me as, like, a pitch. And I don't like, I don't like when fighting games or competitive games that are supposed to be about baseline and skill have stuff where it's like oh augment your fighters and make them stronger and all that stuff. i don't want to do that it's like i don't think i'm going to engage with this mode like at all aside from doing the challenges because they're fun i suppose it's it's rather than looking at it like that a way to look at it would be that it's a way to customize your fighter to the your specific way of playing i guess yeah because everyone could have the same character and you can kind of use these spirits to adapt it slightly so yours is a little bit different from you know someone else using the same character the one thing i thought was interesting though about it was like that you can use it to beef up your amiibo and everything i could see that making like if you take your amiibo and train it to be a really good sparring partner and then give it an unnatural advantage that could really be a good way to like up your game and challenge yourself to you know push past your your skill ceiling I'd be interested to see if they allow this in in competitive play because it does give that edge, like uh, Pixelpaw was saying, that you can kind of customize it. Yeah, I mean, that's what I figured. But then you're just going to have the same situation of everyone's just going to play as Bayonetta again. Well, hopefully this game's a little bit better balanced. (laughs) They've got so many characters in it that there's bound to be some kind of unbalancing somewhere yeah. that they're going to have to tweak later on. There's no way they've managed to perfect all these characters. No. And I think they will tweak it. I mean, going on Splatoon, they they committed to that game and they gave it a good year and a half of updates. They're still adding stuff now. And I think they're, they were constantly tweaking Splatoon and the, and buffing and debuffing the weapons. I think you'll see the same thing with with uh, Smash Brothers, once people start complaining, it, there's the Reddit community and um, people online are, are bound to kind of uh, kick off a fuss if they think there's some um, unbalanced play. So here's a question for you: Do you think we'll get a demo like they did for Smash Bros. 3DS um, a couple of days beforehand that might help them balance it a bit? I could see that, like like a global test fight. They've done the same thing with Arms. They've done the same thing with Splatoon. They did the yep. same thing um, with. It wasn't exactly the same thing, but they did the network test with uh, Dark Souls. So I think it, it it makes sense. I I thought they were going to, but I'm kind of surprised that they didn't announce it, like in this direct. You know, I figured they would like throw out the date if they were going to, and they did mention that there was going to be the live events that they're having and stuff. Like, and that's only in North America, so I don't actually don't know if that was in your direct, but they were like, oh, for our North American viewers, we're having a bunch of places you can go and try the game out. So, I don't know. 
like I, I think you guys are right that there's definitely a precedent for it, but I feel like I feel like they probably would have told us at this point. Unless they're saving it for later, just as another marketing push. Definitely, it's you definitely know, possible. I mean, there's only a month left, so if if there is one coming, we'll probably figure it out sooner than later. I think when they um, did the 3DS demo, they only released it probably like five days before launch, kind of. Yeah, it was very close. I mean, it, it, uh, I think I think they're still working on the game. From what Sakurai was saying was that they're not developing this DLC at the moment because they're still focused on getting the the game out. So I think they're still probably perfecting it and and aren't ready to push something like that out. If they're still working on it now, then there's going to be a day one patch for sure because that thing has to go to print now ready for the amount of sales it's going to have over Christmas. It's got to be in production already. And just uh, real quick, before we move on, something you guys touched on before about like their, them tweaking, they made a comment uh, about how they would be watching the like top-tier online play very closely, and it seemed yeah. to allude to the fact that they were going to be making like uh, updates to the balance of the game based on the highest level of players. And like are there like certain characters that are disproportionately showing up and all those kinds of things. So I think we're going to see a lot more active development on the game after launch than we have in previous. I think that was really clever that they're doing that because if you do get someone who has found kind of a glitch or a real big benefit in having a certain character and a certain move that's really overpowered, they are immediately going to shoot up to the top of the rankings. And by focusing just on those top tier players, they're not only going to catch those, they're also going to catch people hacking the game. So looking at that, you know, looking at that top tier list is going to be really, really useful for them. I just hope this isn't another one of those games that's excluded from the cloud backups. And I a hundred percent could see it will be. Uh, I don't want to lose all of the effort and time I put into unlock it, level up my spirits, level up my character, uh, my character, get my rank up online, and then has to have it all disappear like it would with Splatoon. Yeah, hopefully they've figured out some sort of a, you know, like, online, like, user ID system or something that's, like, server-oriented, not console-oriented. They are definitely doing some more server stuff. They announced another section that's coming to the mobile app, the infamously awful Nintendo Switch Online mobile app. Uh, uh, Like the Splatnet, there's going to be a, I think it was called Super Smash brother's world or something like that and within there then you can see your stats and see kind of tournaments that are up and coming and things like that within the within the app itself i do hope they have a workaround figured out because i'm very interested in playing this game online because of all the like matchmaking features that they've introduced like some of them are really robust and look like they're going to make it like a way more enjoyable experience online so i'm i'm excited for that they made a big push for online as well, and it was interesting that they're kind of prioritizing local players. So obviously, I think Europeans will stick to mainly playing other Europeans. Japanese, uh, Japanese, and the Asian um, region will mainly play one another. And they specifically mentioned the Ethernet adapter, which, as far as I know, still doesn't offer the same speeds as Wi-Fi because it's only over USB two and not USB three. I suspect it will stop people dropping out, though, because people with really bad Wi-Fi connections could lose it easily, and then you're sat there with a character stood still taking a beating. Yeah, I think 
if you if you live in an area with spotty Wi-Fi or, or you don't have that, then that's something that you're definitely going to want to think about investing in. But uh, yeah, I, that was the one menu part of the Direct I was actually interested in. I was like, this is valuable information, and it shows how they're thinking about online in like a forward-thinking way. So that's that's exciting to me. Yeah, I'm still not 100% sold on the, the online aspect. I, I still would like unique usernames that they had on the Wii U that's still not on the Switch. I don't think that's ever going to be coming at this point, but we'll see. It's just like, can Nintendo just get with the program already like and introduce consistent live accounts? Like We've had them since the original Xbox. It's like the, It's a standard at this point on every other console and every other gaming platform for a reason. Yeah, the one bonus you do get from it is you see lots of characters in Mario Kart called Dad. I start, I I made a character <laughs> called Dad before just to play as it was. Hilarious. I suppose that Nintendo is probably one of the only online services where I've not seen crazy usernames because of that. Though you don't get like Jake nine five two underscore twenty one playing because everyone can call themselves Jake if they want or Dad, which is like I don't know. Like, it's like a little disappointing. Like that's it's a part of like online gaming I really like. You know, it's like part of the fun is like getting killed and then being like, "Oh, you got shot by Dope Man Dank four twenty. Like, <laughs> 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 all right. So before we close it out, uh, let's the last big you know thing to tackle here is adventure mode, which is called World of Light. We got our first kind of story trailer for it. We got to see uh, a little bit of like the overview and the world map and kind of like the moment-to-moment stuff that isn't fighting. And uh, it looks pretty interesting, I have to say. What did, what did you guys think of that cinematic? How good was that trailer? It was absolutely fantastic. It was it was so dark. It was so sinister. Like, I love how like everybody's been like freaking out. Oh, they killed Luigi. Oh, they killed Mega Man. <laughs> they killed everybody except Kirby. Except. <laughs> I love it, though. I mean... Kirby's the dude, like so. I'm I'm glad that if it's anybody against the world, it's my man Kirby. He deserves it. But woof, that was so intense. I'd have liked them to tie Villager in from the from the beginning and just have like Villager just come in and obliterate everyone, just alone with his boxing gloves. <laughs> Did you see him in the trailer? He just runs as soon as those kind of lightning things come towards him. He just runs around in a circle. <laughs> I liked, I think my favorite part was just the cut to the box of Snake hiding. Oh, <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> oh, but I think I think the moment that I saw getting the most attention online was the one that stuck out to me, which is when Sonic is running away and he puts his hand out to like grab Pikachu and they both just die. Yeah. It's like, oh my god! <laughs> like you just shot every nineties kid's heart. <laughs> So did Sonic die just to save Pikachu? Because surely he'd be able to run faster than Pikachu. Yeah. He must have slowed down to try and save him. I feel like he totally probably could have gotten away on his own, but he was trying to be a hero. His legs weren't doing that. You know when they go in a blurred circle, his legs weren't doing that. That's just heartbreaking. So it's official, Pikachu killed Sonic. That's so rough. Like... Like, like, can you imagine, like, if you're, like, six or seven years old and you watch this trailer, just, I would have been in tears. It's like, they're all dead. All my friends are dead. It's a great marketing tactic, though, isn't it? Well, everyone's dead. Come and save them. And then they cut to that shot of them all, like, reanimated with the red eyes. It's like, this is deeply unsettling. I really want a high-quality shot of that as my wallpaper. Right? 
Oh my god. Yeah, that was really, really good. It needed Kirby stood in front of it though. That would have perfected. Especially because his eyes are like almost all one color. So can you imagine just seeing him in black with those just bright red eyes? It'd be so horrifying. Yeah. Ling didn't look that different because we've already seen Dark Link. Right, it's yeah. Like, oh, Dark Link's here now. Or like, I love how they have Dark Pit and it's like, so it's just Dark Pit with red eyes. <laughs> Not even his eyes <laughs> are already another... red. They're just glowing now. That was another good detail in the trailer that when, um, I don't know her name, is it Paula Teen or something? Yeah, so when she dies, both Pit and Dark Pit just drop from the sky because they lose their ability to fly. Oh, it's just like, oh my God. And the th- we didn't even touch on this. They spoke. You guys, there was worded dialogue. They chose those characters really, really carefully, didn't they? Like, who who should we let talk? And the one thing I hope we get is uh, is Japanese dialogue with subtitles, though. I uh, just seeing it with the dub was. Mm, I think yeah. I think they will. <laughs> they 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 made a big point of showing us how they have thirteen languages in the game and let us listen to all of them. Mm-hmm. So I imagine there'll be multiple <laughs> tracks. Do you know, I'm glad the adventure mode is the one thing they didn't spoil because they left absolutely nothing left to the imagination with the other sections, like you said, with the languages and the menus and the help. At least the adventure is safe. Now we've got a glimpse of what the story is going to be and we can kind of go in and, and find out for ourselves. Yeah, and I'm really excited to, I have to say. Uh, I loved Subspace Emissary and Adventure Mode and, you know, Games Past. So I'm really excited to jump, jump into this and see where... Like where Sakurai takes it when he's allowed to go full fan fiction, you know, it's like I feel like we're really gonna get like the Smash story to end all Smash stories here. It's like, oh, here's a freaking army of master hands, and they murdered all your favorite characters. Go save them one by one. Let's do it. All right, I'm in. Do you think he's gonna sneak like one character in that he hasn't shown that's just in the game if you play for adventure mode? Do you think that could be a possibility? Waluigi. Oh my god, if they did that with Waluigi, it would light the internet on fire. <laughs> People would come and burn his house down. That would be spoiled within seconds, though, wouldn't it, if they did yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't think that there'll be a, a unique fighter, but I think we might see some, like, supporting players that are characters that don't make sense as, like, fighters or assist trophies that, like, maybe will make the cut for the story. Like, you know, like a character, like... Just off the top of my head, like somebody like Dr. Light, you know, or like Roll from Mega Man, you know, or like um, Tails or, or some of those other kinds of characters who are like, oh, yeah, they're like these people's supporting players. Like, I know we saw like Toadette on the spirit mode, like uh, screen. And it's like, I feel like having some of those characters in the story mode might make sense. But I doubt we'll go too much deeper than that. There's 74 fighters we can use as characters in the story. You know, that's a lot of ground to cover. I miss that Toadette was in the spirit mode because now that means she's never going to be a fighter, which is just heart, <laughs> heartbreaking. Maybe we get Peachette as a DLC fighter. Oh god! Oh, no, I just want to, I just want Toad and Toadette. <laughs> I just I love them both so much. I wonder if there's um, rather than characters because they seem to have gone. Oh, here are all the characters, and you're buying the next lot. I wonder if they'll sneak in some additional outfits, you know, just to because you can do the color changing anyway, can't you? For like Link and. People like that, but it'd be interesting if they, you know, snuck a few extra outfits in there as a reward. Or, or even some Echo Fighters, because the DLC, they made a point to say that there's not going to be any more Echo Fighters. They're going to be brand new that haven't been in the game. What, like, what if they did bring some of those in in the adventure mode? 
I'd be super surprised by that, but I certainly wouldn't be against it. I like the idea of the costumes. That's something I've always wished that they would do more of, is, like, more creative costumes, like, instead of just palette swaps. I understand why they just do palette swaps, but that was something I always liked about... Um, are you guys familiar with Project M? Oh, is that the Metroid thing? No. So, Project M is really cool. It's a um, a fan-made mod of uh, Brawl that makes Brawl more like Melee, like, mechanically, and it uh, adds a bunch of content. Like, it adds a couple... Um, like, one of the things it does is it takes Pokemon Trainer and makes all three of them separate fighters and gives Squirtle and Ivysaur and Charizard all new moves, like, instead of the up B to switch. Um, and, like, it changes, like, a bunch of, like... Like, you know how in Melee, Kirby had that... When he would run and press A, he would do the fireball? Yes. Like, they brought back those moves. Like, there's a lot of, like little tweaks to it that change the way that the fighters work and like the feel of the game. And one of the things that they did is they added a ton of costumes like the uh, red, white and blue, like Mario golf outfit, you know, like was originally like in project M Uh, and like for like young link, they had like the blue tunic that he wears at the beginning of wind waker with no hat and all those kinds of things. Like there's a lot more variety and I understand, like, some of them were, like, references. Like, Squirtle had one where he looks like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, which is awesome. And, like, that's not going to be in the <laughs> official game. But I think, like, having me have, like, a version of the Pokemon Trainer where Squirtle has, like, the Squirtle Squad glasses from the anime, like, that would be an easy thing to do. That would be really cool and people would like it, you know? And I'd love to see more stuff like that. Like, give me, like, a Proto Man costume for Mega Man. Give me, like, a Shadow Skin for Sonic, you know? Like, I'd love to see them be a little more creative with those. I wonder if they'll... I know they've said that you won't be buying Echo Fighters, that they're going to be original characters in the DLC, but I wonder if you will get Echo Fighters with the original character. Do you think that they could possibly do that? Okay, so when you buy one, you get an Echo Fighter with them. Yeah, so you get the Echo Fighter anyway, but it's not counted in the five in the pack. That'd be cool. I'd like to see that, but they, I mean, they did specifically say it is a fighter and a stage, and then some music to go with it. Mm, True. It's interesting, too, just because... They they definitely made it sound like they have five planned, but that they're leaving it open if they want to do more after that. Because they're like, we want to leave it open to keep adding to the roster. So I was kind of like, eh, maybe that means that. But when you look at the list as it is now, we have 74, Piranha Plan is 75, and then we have another we have another five. That's 80 characters. That's a nice even number. You know, and I, I think if anything, we'll probably see another batch of five dlc fighters and like maybe some of those will be echoes because they'll be like hey the first batch wasn't the next batch is and they're cheaper or whatever like you know and they could find some way to dress that wound a little bit but it could also be something that you suggested on a previous episode pixel like maybe there'll be like special free content for people who have switch online well basically um using the my nintendo points that's kind of an exclusive to get the piranha plant already so maybe they could keep going down that route yeah i i don't know i i think any of that stuff is totally possible, and it's a very much wait-and-see thing right now. But I think... I think we will see another DLC pack, at least one more after this one. And going back to what I said before, they're probably going to use it as a marketing tool. So although... Well, that'll take you up to the end of 2020, if they think this is going to take you up to the end of 2019, because Zachary said it's going to take around a year to get it all out and get it all developed. That's a long, that's a long way away. It's true, but they I can't see the Switch going anywhere fast. Sure, we might get an upgraded version, 
but they're going to want to keep supporting Smash Bros for the length of the Switch. Plus, and then you get you can get Gen Eight Pokemon in there. Yeah, Monolith, Monolith Soft. They're working on a new game as well that we don't really know much about yet. They could introduce characters from that, and they, I, I really think they're going to use it as a way to push characters into the spotlight by adding them to the Smash roster for upcoming games. It just makes so much sense to me that I, I can see it happening. I, mean, I think you're right. It worked, it, and it worked for Fire Emblem. Like it's proven that pushing characters in Smash increases relevance for their franchises. You know, nobody, nobody in the West knew what Earthbound and Mother was until Smash either. You know, yeah. So I think you're right. I think that there's a good chance that we'll see more characters past that initial five, and maybe some more obscure ones. You know, to try and, and push other IP that they're looking to build up and out. So it's going to be interesting to see where it all ends up. But I think, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but this Direct, all it really did for me was take a game that I was already excited about and and just raise that up to 11, you know? That it's so imminent now, it's right around the corner, we have such a clear idea of what is awaiting us that there's, like, I'm, there's no hype left, you know? Like, I feel like we're, we're done in terms of, speculation and all that stuff and now it's just the okay but now it's almost here now i'm gonna have my hands on it in four weeks and that's deeply exciting it's gonna be a hell of a time i take it we've all pre-ordered it then oh yeah no i haven't you have and this is the this direct prior to this i was like "Mm, i'll probably get it i'll probably get it after release date because i'm gonna be playing diablo i'm gonna be playing pokemon i don't think i'll finish those by the time uh, Smash comes out, uh, but now that I've seen this with the single player stuff that's in there with the spirit mode, I, I quite like those kind of management style things and games and leveling things up. I think I'll, I think it's, it's going to be a definite pickup for me now. So I, I pre-ordered it. I was a bit iffy about it because I do like Smash, but I wanted some kind of story adventure mode that would to hook myself into, and World of Light seems to have fulfilled that. So now I'm I'm very happy I pre-ordered it. Yeah, I hadn't pre-ordered it until they were like, oh, pre-order it and get the double Nintendo. I was like, yeah, okay. Yes, I will take free money. Thank you. <laughs> you only get that with the digital, right? In the States, at yeah. least, you can get it with the physical as well. Can you? Yeah. Oh. Then I'm, I'm I mean, I was going to go physical anyway. I bought every single game, every single big game physically. This will be my second big game I buy digitally. I got Super Mario Party digitally as well for the same reason of like, I just want it on there all the time. I take my Switch everywhere in a case with cartridge slots. It's yep. no issue for me to just swap one out and put another one in. So, And it means I save space on my SD card. Yeah, honestly, it's a major first world problem thing. Because it was like, I had this experience the other day where I had like Mario Kart. or I had Mar- Yeah, Mario Kart in my Switch. And I was like, oh, I want to play some Mega Man 11. And I went to, and I was like, ah, oh, I have to switch the cartridge like a freaking plebeian <laughs> i have to get off the sofa and walk over there and put the cartridge in what a m- massive pain <laughs> to be fair changing cartridges while it's docked is really awkward yes it it's fine in handheld mode but in while it's docked it's really fiddly exactly especially like i had i had mine in a shelf unit where it's got a it was on the bottom one so there was a shelf directly above it, and there's only just enough room to lift the switch out from its stock without bashing it on the top. So when you're trying to change the uh, cartridge, you have to like 
do a claw hand to try and open it up and take yep. it out. I have the exact same issue. And- well, I have two docks. And one of my docks is in an entertainment center, and it's the same problem. The one that's, like, in my bedroom is totally fine. But, yeah, the main one is, like, whenever I have to switch the cartridge, it's like, I gotta take the switch out of the dock, switch the thing, put it back in. Jeez. <laughs> Mine was the same situation as as you as well, Pixel, but I moved it a couple of months ago behind my TV, so uh, now I can just pull it out and put the cartridges in, and it's no problem. Bluetooth working fine with the TV in the way? Uh, Yeah, the Pro Controller works fine. I've still got a dodgy blue Joy-Con that disconnects all the time because I could not be bothered to send it in to Nintendo. Let's take it apart and shove some foam in there. I might do that now because it's out of warranty. So yeah, I might just I might just do that. Buy conductive foam. It's dirt cheap. Open it up, pop it in. Job done. I just bought some new Joy Cons. It was a great excuse for me to buy the Splatoon ones. <laughs> we still got to do our color swap. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm a hundred percent up for buying another set. All right, well, we'll do it. So, all right, I think now that we're talking about Joy Cons randomly, I think I think we've reached the natural endpoint of this discussion. So if you guys want to let us know what you think about uh, this, you know, this Smash Direct and what your hype level is for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, remember you can write into us at potscast at lootpots.com. That's P-O-T-S-C-A-S-T at lootpots.com. Or follow at lootpots on Twitter and get in touch with us there. Or uh, visit us at lootpots.com and throw a comment on one of our articles or something like that. And, uh, you know, if you're, uh, if you're nice or we think that we can dunk on you, we'll read your thoughts on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt they'll be able to comment. There's no comment box. Oh, crap. <laughs> well, cut that part, Steve. You can try. <laughs> Pixel, go add a comment box before this episode goes live. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll catch you guys next week for another episode of the podcast. Thank you for joining us.